Amen. Good morning. Just a, as an announcement, next Sunday, 11 o'clock, this church is going to be celebrating a Christmas Day. Christmas Day. So uh, I want to invite all that are here, especially the church members, <laughs> to uh, let's get out, brother, and let's sing of gratitude. Let's, let's uh, sing uh, of the gift that God has given us, you know, Christ, uh, uh, his son for the ransom of sin. And this morning we're going to look at the book of Luke, chapter 2. I chose the book of Luke because Luke, as a doctor, an educated man, he explained things very, very clearly. Educated, able to put on paper the thoughts that he had, and, uh, and, and he wrote down some things here. Talking to a fellow Christian, he was a, a, a Roman citizen, and his name was uh, the one who loves God, Theopolis, or no, Theophelos, Fellows, Theophelos, love of God. And he wrote this down. He said, I want, I want you to understand. And I want us to look at the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, now we all know, uh, and we have plenty of naysayers that said, well, we don't know if it was December 25th. True. But one thing we do know that our Savior was born, and we're going to celebrate the gift that God gives us. You see, it's not about what, what we buy or, or, the, or the things that we have. Christmas is the giving to others. And because we give, we get joy in our hearts or blessings from God. And, and that's what I want us to, to see this morning. Uh, 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 the gift that God gives us. The message that God gives us. It says in John chapter 1, I've just a quick note. Logos. Logos. For the, in the beginning was the word. We translate that in from Greek to English word, but it's logos, the message. And, and I want to see that, the message. What was the message that God uh, uh, sent to the world? And it says in the book of Luke, Luke is, like I said, he's very exact. You want to find things out exact, you read the book of Luke. Luke talks about the sweating of blood. Luke talks about lacerations of Jesus, where others says he was whipped. Luke goes deeper and says lacerations, which means a deep cut. Luke is very precise. Okay, it says in verse 8, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, you follow along, please. It says, they're in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round, shine, uh, shone round about them. And they were so afraid, they were terrified. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you this, uh, for unto you, 
is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ or the Messiah, the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there, uh, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts or other angels praising God, singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace uh, of, of peace to the men of goodwill or goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us go and see uh, let us go uh, even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16, and they made haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And I'm going to stop there, brother. I want, to, I want us to understand several points here. If you're here, God bless you. And if you can't make it, May, may you hear these words and understand what is a message? What is it that, that God wanted to give? Number one, I want you guys to think about this. In Jerusalem, he chose shepherds. He didn't, he didn't go to the king. He didn't go to the high priest, the Sanhedrin. He went to shepherds. I asked a person here a question, and I asked him, where do you work at? Do you think God is just watching you work and he has no affair in your life? Do you feel like, you know, I'm doing things the best that I could do it, but God is, he's not real. I'm struggling, I'm fighting, and he's not around. Brother, these are shepherds. Okay, you want a modern-day example? Go down 198. You pass by a field. And as you pass by this field, you see a bunch of people out there working. And you're going down the highway, and you look over and say, wow, look at those people. And guess what? You just keep on going. Who are those people? Does God cares about them? God cares about them. To us, it's just people, you know? Politicians call us the flyovers, you know? Just people. It doesn't matter. They don't come to your house to see how you're living. It doesn't matter. You understand? You're just, hey, just another body, another number. But these shepherds were people. And God said, I'm going to bring you good news. Brother, God wants to give you good news. He wants to give you a message. You matter to him. You matter. He went to the shepherds that were in the field. They were doing their everyday job, the daily grind, right? Wake up, uh, uh, go to work, come back, and do the daily grind. But God said, no, -uh. hey, I want to give you good news. Brother, it's Christmas. God wants to give you a gift. What is this gift? What is it? What is it that God wants to give us? Right? Well, he's going he's gonna to 
tell us what. Verse 9, I want you guys to look. Verse 9, and the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were afraid. Brother, have you heard of the Al Shekinah glory of God? The, the presence of the Lord was there, and the El Shekinah shined around them. And they, and brother, and they were terrified. They were scared. It was something unbelievable. In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, you find a guy named Paul. And he said he was going to the road of, uh, in Damascus, and he was talking in, in Acts chapter 26. And he said, a light shine." Brighter than the noonday sun, and I fell to the ground. Brother, it was a bright light that, that shined around them, and they were terrified, right? The, the, the presence of God. God wanted them to understand that, that, that there was something that he was going to do. Brother, I want you to understand, Jesus is that light. He says, I am the light of the world. He wants to tell you something. Let's, let's get a kind of idea. The best example I could find is, let's go to John chapter 4. There's a woman at the well. Now, she wasn't just any ignorant woman. She was a woman that thought, had emotional feelings, you see. And, and things were happening in her life that kind of spiraled out of control. And because things went out of control, brother, you might be that way. You might say, well, nobody really knows. They don't understand my problems. And things get crazy. You say, man, I didn't, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it, but look at where I'm at. It's a mess. And Christ came up to her. Brother, just like you, Christ is going to come up to you Right? And he's going to say, hey, I got something that you need. You give me a drink. And if you ask for what I got, I'm going to give it to you. And she's like, man. Number one, she says, he's a man. He's a Jew. But Christ is going to go a little bit deeper. Brother, I want you to understand God wants to go deeper in your life. Yes, his name is Jesus. Yes, we come to worship him. But I'm gonna, I want us to understand why? What is it? What is it? See, he, 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 he's going to touch somewhere where she was embarrassed and she was trying to hide from everybody. And he says, okay, call, your, call one of your many husbands, right? Verse 18, for you had had five husbands and the one that you now have is not your husband, right? Number six. She's very, she's, she's going to, okay now, she's going to take a next step of faith. Brother, I want you to understand, Jesus Christ is going to reveal himself to you. The message, what is it? The woman said, in verse 19, the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive you're a prophet. Oh, you're a holy man. Because you could see the dirt that I have, that I've been hiding. You know my inner feelings. Brother, God knows you. He created you. He understands what you have been, the road that you have walked. Yeah, we flip a coin. We flip a coin in the morning, right? Okay, which way we go? What I'm going to do today? Left or right? 
God help me if I make the right choice, right? Here you go, boom, boom, flip a coin. No, God don't want you to flip a coin. He wants to lead you. And he says, look it, I know where you've been. I know what you're going through. She goes, well, okay, Jesus. Well, maybe, maybe it is true about you. Maybe, 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 you know, it might be. I don't know. They say, but I don't know. Verse 20, our fathers worship in this mountain. You know, we got all these other religions, and you, and you say it's in Jerusalem, all right? You know, over here where we have all the Pharisees and we have all these religious people that separate the Gentiles from the, those dedicated ones, and then you got the court for the women. You know, this place over here, that's where we worship, right? But our fathers worship in Garris in this mountain over here where they have these totem poles, you know. Uh, uh, it's just a world of mess, you know. We got the we got the Mormons, the Jehovah Witness, we got the, the Pentecostals, we got we got the, the, the Catholics, it's just this army of confusion. Where is it at? Jesus name the spot. You say, where is it at? Jesus is gonna tell her, and I'm gonna tell you. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when neither, not in this mountain, nor in a religious place like Mecca or something. Uh-uh. That ain't where you worship the, guess what he said? Father. The Father. Hey, not God, not Jehovah your father are you his son do you know that is he your father or is the world blinding us that we can't see that God is our father he loves you like a father loves a son he loves you and if you're going to worship him verse 22 ye worship what you do not know in ignorance you don't, you're, you're, you're worship, you're doing all these religious activities, right? Oh, hey, you know, here we go. We're going to sing jingle bells and God's going to be so happy. All your religious activities, he said, you do it in ignorance. For salvation is of the Jews. Salvation came from the Jews, but... Wait up here. Yes, it did. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the house of bread. And he came from uh, Bethlehem of Judea. But the hour come and now is. Okay, this is the good news that we could worship God in spirit and in truth. Well, what are you talking about in spirit? What is this? Spirit, brother, it is your your spirit and your heart, where the word of God cuts right into and touches your spirit. Your spirit was dead in trespasses and sins, but now it's made alive through, the, through Jesus Christ and the spirit of God. And we're going to worship him in truth. Brother, God is a God that wants you, uh, uh, wants you to be dedicated from the inside of your heart. The change starts on the inside of you, then work its way out. And in truth, knowing, brother, 
the truth. Oh, Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, you know, salvation is, is, is because of the truth, of the truth, of the, you know, John 17, 3, oh, this is salvation. To know, uh, uh, let, let me not misquote it, John 17, 3, they say, oh, it's salvation is of, the, of knowledge, uh, it says, and this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the true God and Jesus Christ, whom ye sent. Brother, it is not the know as far as I know two plus two equals four. It's not head knowledge. It is an intimate knowledge. Intimate. Okay, you guys know me? Right? How long have I been coming here? Long time. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. Sally knows me. Right? Intimately. She knows my likes, my dislikes. She, she knows all about, you know why? Because we have a relationship. Brother, the good news, Christ came into the world not just to be put on a pedestal, but to have a relationship with you. Those shepherds in the field, yeah, the people that you, you drive by down the road all the time, you know. If you're lucky, you can wave high at them. Hey, hey, I'm going on my business, right? But God does it. He knows them intimately. Their feelings are hurting. He knows what they feel. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2. You see, uh, 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 they were there, uh, and, and God's going to give them hope. He wants to give you hope. Christmas is a message about hope. And the glory of the Lord shine around them. In verse 10, and the angel, this is Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of what kind of joy? Great joy, which shall be to all the people. What's a great joy, brother? You could have a relationship with God. God wants to live in you. He's not in this building. Well, he's in this building because we're in the building. He's in us. And if we decide to move to, to have services outside, like we did during COVID out here in the parking lot, guess where God is in the parking lot? Because he's within us. The Holy Spirit lives within us. And, and he wants to know us personally. But you know what? I, you know, I, anyway, uh, sometimes we kick up facades. You know what a facade is? You ever go to Universal Studios? Uh, and they have these buildings. And they, man, they look like, wow, this is real. But you're looking behind a bunch of two by fours holding up just, you know what I mean? Sometimes we build these brick walls. You know, Pink Floyd, all in all, just another brick on the wall. We build these walls up because we want to keep God away. We don't want, to, we, we don't want him to get on the inside because we think we are too dirty for God. I got to clean myself up for God. I can't, have, I, I, I can't like, like Peter, get away from me. I am an unseen man, uh, un, uh, a clean man, just not now. Brother, the great joy. God wants a relationship with you. All you have to do is just call on them. Verse, seven, verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, my Savior that died for me, my Savior, who is the Messiah, 
Christ, the Lord, Theos, Christ, my Lord, is he your Lord? Do you do the things that pleases him? Or do you want him to approve of the things that pleases you? You understand that? Do you please the Lord? Or do you want him to approve the things that pleases you? Are you saved that Christ died for you to make you happy? Did, I, did Christ, I don't want you to answer the question, but I want you to think. Did, die, did Christ die for you in order for you to be happy? And that's it. Just be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Right? Brother, Christ brother, died for you to have eternal life. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes you have to walk through the fire. And sometimes you're going to go through the waters. But you're not going to get burned if God's with you and you're not going to drown. Brother, God died for you for you could glorify him. And sometimes you have to go through much pain to glorify him. But God is with you because you have a relationship with him. You know, you could read Job and, and, and say, why, God, why would you do this? But God, uh, Job gave God the glory, and that was the whole thing. God, uh, giving God the glory, and the rewards will be there. And, and, and the Christ the Savior, and this is going to be, verse 12, a sign. A sign is a miracle, a proof that Christ is the, the Messiah. He said, you're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You can find that in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah giving the prophecy of, of the, the promised Messiah and, and the way he was going to be born in, in Isaiah chapter 7, in verse 14. It says there, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, a proof, Behold, a virgin sh shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, you'll find Emmanuel as the name of Christ, God with us. God with us. Emmanuel, a virgin, a young, uh, a, la uh, uh, a young girl that still don't have a relationship with a man, right? Because Christ does not have a sin nature from man, but he was 100% man through Mary. And because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, he is 100% God. 100% God and 100% man. He is our mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. And upon him, he took the sins of the world, substitution made for my sins, uh, uh, given to Christ and Christ's righteousness, added on my account. You understand that? Added on my account because because uh, 
I don't have the righteousness needed to pay for my sins. I fall short of, uh, of the righteousness to pay for my sins. All my righteous acts are filthy rags before him. It's only through the sacrifice of Christ. The good news, the good news, Christ, the payment for our sins, that we could praise God and thank him for it. All honor and glory goes to God. And it says in verse 13 and 14, and suddenly there was the angel, a, with the angel, a great multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill to, toward men. They were praising God. Praising God for the child that was born, a little baby. It says in 1 Corinthians, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want you guys to look at something. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Because sometimes we think, well, you know, what can I do? What, 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 what can I, you know, you know, bring? You know, Christ died for me, and, uh, but, but what about me? You know, what, what, what can I do? Listen to me. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul is talking about the foolishness of the worldly wisdom, the, 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 the lack of understanding of the, of, uh, of the glory of God and the understanding how God works in our, in our lives. God doesn't, did not choose the mighty, the strong, or the wise. He chose, just like those shepherds, the everyday people to present his glory. So in verse 26, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 26, For ye see our calling, brethren, how uh, that not many wise men after the flesh or after mankind, you know, have uh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Brother, if you think that you, you don't matter, you're wrong. You matter so much, God sent his son to die for you. Because he wants to show his power through your weakness. He wants to show how, how uh, great he really is if you dedicate your life to him. You, you are, are an example that others could see, see God at work. You understand that? You are the example. You, God has chosen you. Not because you're mighty, because of the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. We read in verse 20 saying, God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound those things which are mighty, which the people that think they got it all together, right? Remember the facade I was telling you? Remember the facade people with a lot of money? Oh boy, they're really flashy, but inside they're hollow. It says, and the abase of the, uh, of the world the things that are despised hath God chosen. Yea, the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. Yes, you know what? 
maybe I don't have a million dollars. Maybe I'm not going to become a millionaire. Oh, yeah, I, I told myself, by the time I become 55, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to save up all my money, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, guess what? <laughs> 55 came and went, I'm still not a millionaire. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because i got greater riches in heaven, promised by Jesus Christ. And I got that in my heart. You understand that? God gave it to me in my heart, and, and, and that's what I hold on to. The promises that he made, verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Praise the Lord, brother. It is done by the love of God, the message. This thing that this woman was trying to achieve in earth, she could not find. And uh, I'm telling you, she hunted for it. She dedicated her life to find this fulfillment. She had relationship. Brother, there are people that drink or take drugs, smoke pot, to find something to calm this desire they have in them, to find this fulfillment. But I'm telling you what, you're not going to find it only in Jesus Christ. That's the good news, brother. God wants to give it to you. Through, and when you accept Christ as your Savior, when you, brother, are willing to take him by the hand, because he has his hand outstretched, and we either do two things. We either close our, ourselves and say, nope, not now. I'm having too much fun. Or we say, okay, Christ, I surrender. I'll take you at your word. Brother, uh, 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 I had to come that. I had to come to that. Verse 15 and 16. Look at this. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone from them to, uh, unto heaven, the angels took off. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go. Let us now go even to Bethlehem. Let us, and see the things which have come to pass. Brother, the good news, Christ has come and died for your sins. He has his outstretched arms inviting you to have a relationship with him. I remember Brother uh, Keedley, kind of heavyset guy, he died. All right? And he taught, told a story when he was in high school about a buddy of his. His dad owned a big ranch. And everybody wanted to go hunting there, rabbit hunting. And he said, man, it was, hey, I got hooked in with this guy. And I said, woo, I got it made. So guess what? They went rabbit hunting. He said, man, it was a blast. We were out there shooting all night. They got back late to the guy's house, all right? And, and the guy jumped out of his house Saw a car he never seen before. Jumped out of his house with a shotgun and a spotlight was shining at Keeley's face. And he thought, Keeley, that, that brother thought, oh my God, I'm dead. The guy, his buddy was asleep, right? And he said, that's it, this man's going to kill me. And he was terrified. And then that guy woke up and said, dad, hey, he's my friend. And the guy and his dad 
put down the light and the gun and said, man, come on in. Why did he invite him in? He, did he know him? No. But because his son said, dad, he's my friend. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something. God's going to hold a spotlight in your life one of these days. He's going to hold a spotlight. What are you going to tell him? God, this is what I did. Oh, God, you don't understand. Or is Jesus going to say, Dad, he's my friend. Brother, I want to stand for an invitation. And I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Christmas season is the gift, the gift that God gives us, which is salvation by faith through Jesus Christ. Do you know Christ is your Savior?